welcome back to the Kids Stay in the Podcast, where Gen Z and Gen X go at it to discuss movies. And we're here with your hosts, Isaac Altman and Caden Miller, and their dads. Who am I? <laughs> and and their dads. Who invited these guys? <laughs> well, we figured this week we were talking about a subject that you guys knew nothing about that you would really need our help. And of course, I'm talking about Star Wars. Star Wars. And what is the Star War? What is the Star War? What is the Star War? It took place in a galaxy a long, long time ago. Wait, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Something that's like it, that. Mark, that's what it did. Is, is there a, a study guide? Do I do? When's the test? <laughs> when's the test? I know. You know, that's what we should do. We should have had like Mark Hamill or somebody come in and quiz us and see who did better, the dads or the kids. You would have to do it in the Joker voice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And I have a feeling the kids would kick our butts with uh, Star Wars trivia. Isaac and I just finished reading, um, we just finished reading Heir to the Empire, the first of the Tim Zahn books. Timothy Zahn, yeah. Uh, Tim Zahn. I'm on a first name basis with him. Some call him Tim. (laughs) Isaac loved it. I'm not sure I liked it as much as he did. Well, well, I I think that it'll, I think that the next two books will grow on you more than the first. I love that Thrawn, though. Can't get enough of Thrawn. Anyway. he's, uh, he's He's good in this one. Well, we're going to talk about Star Wars, but today we're going to talk about the Star Wars movies. Now, Star Wars has now, um, I was going to say live long and prosper, totally wrong franchise, has been going uh, strong. Well, some would say going strong in television as well. It's going, it's happening, it's airing on streaming. And so we're going to talk about the TV uh, incarnations of Star Wars in a completely different episode in a couple of weeks. But right now, we're going to talk about the movies. And to do that, I want to talk about what Star Wars means to you and how you were first introduced to Star Wars. So, Caden, what's what's the deal with Star Wars, man? That's, that's an interesting question because I don't remember the first time uh, that I watched uh, well, that I watched a Star Wars movie. And all I remember is that, like, I was, like, mildly scared, and I ran away into the bathroom at one point. Oh. <laughs> wow. I remember the first time you saw Star Wars. Oh, tell us. Uh, I remember uh, the, uh, the, the, the opening with the Star Destroyer going by, and you were maybe five years old, and you were watching it, and you were leaning further and further and further and further and further as it went by. And then you leaned about as far on your tiptoes as you could, and you swung around, and you said, it's so big. <laughs> wow, which is what you always want to hear. That's really cool. <laughs> um, fantastic. And then I... I <laughs> Isaac, what, what, was, what was your... What was your first Star Wars experience like? Uh, it's been many moons since I uh, since I. That's no moon. No, no but, moons. Um, I uh, I remember my opinions of Star Wars before I saw it. Not as much as my memory. I remember that 
dad would always play a John Williams Star Wars in the car and me being about four years old, I didn't really know anything. So I was always so annoyed that he kept playing it that I was like, oh, Star Wars is terrible. This music sucks. And then when he showed Star Wars to me and my sister, we both loved it so much and we tried to completely forget about us yelling at him. About <laughs> well, I, I, you went in full throttle because not only that, when we went on car trips, we would listen to the radio shows, the old NPR radio shows. Um, we we went to see Star Wars at the Academy Museum. We saw Empire Strikes Back. And when and then we the trilogy was playing at a, revi not a revival house, but they showed it at a theater. Uh, you know, one weekend we went to see all three movies again. And I mean, you are, you are a diehard Star Wars fan and you have a ton of action figures, most inherited from your dad. Um, By inherited, do you mean stolen? No, uh, most of my, it's a mix of both. Okay, most of I gave to him because they're mostly the '90s, 10 inch or 12 inch, 12 inch, 12 the 12 inch Hasbro series, Power of the collector Force. series. Because he doesn't like the small, the the small three inch uh, action figures. Like you gave up playing with those a long time ago. You are just you just want the 12 inch action figures. Yeah, I I like um I I like the twelve inch ones. I they're more yeah. they're more detailed. I find them more fun to play with. Kate, what about you? You like the Star Wars merchandise? You into any of it? Uh I don't really have much. I mean, I've I've had uh the Star Wars land lightsaber for quite a while, and it mm. hasn't had battery for quite a while. No, you mean it doesn't have kyber crystal. Doesn't have a kyber crystal. I, I'm the exact same way. Which is also completely made up bullshit. <laughs> by the way, You're, you should always have your lightsaber prepared for battle. I'm disappointed in both of you that your your lightsabers are not functioning. Well, especially they cost us a fortune, <laughs> didn't they, Ashley? They cost us a fortune at Galaxy's Edge. They did. Yeah. However, I I need to to show you what Caden had the presence of mind to like to to get me as as presents for Christmas and birthdays. Dun, 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 dun. That was a little like musical. Uh, a little bit. Can you, uh, stupid blurring on this thing. Um, damn it. Okay, there we go. You, you can kind of see it there. Yeah. Lando. What is it? What Lando is it? Lando Calrissian. Lando Calrissian. Lando Calrissian. 45 and betraying his friends. Oh, nice. Use the force, Luke. Ooh, oh, Obi-Wan. He's from the movies. <laughs> I can arrange that. And then. Han Solo. Empire. Hold on. on. Let's These see, are the original Kenner three inch. In my office. The Kenner three inch. These are good. He's running away. Guess. He's escaping. Don't let him leave. <laughs> Blast him. Is oh, that, you got a rancor. That's right. Is that an Imperial Star Destroyer? No, that's where. Right. It's a rancor. Yeah. Rancor. Well, cool. Well, that that that's that's interesting. Um, because I know that when Star Wars, Ashley, tell us about. We, we talked about the kids when they saw what some of them, not my kids, call a new hope. Ugh. Oh, my God. It's not a new hope. It's Star Wars. <laughs> it's not, you know, but, uh, but tell, what was it like when you, uh, when you saw Star Wars? for the, How did you see it for the first time? Well, I mean, first of all, for me, I remember seeing it in the theater. Luke Skywalker was just a farm boy until he received a mysterious message from a princess. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. She's beautiful. Star Wars, starring Mark Hamill. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Harrison Ford. Boring conversation anyway. Luke, we're gonna have 
I think we took a wrong turn. Carrie Fisher. Good luck. Alec Guinness. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. 20th Century Fox presents the most extraordinary motion picture of all time, Star Wars. Here's where the fun begins. No legendary adventure of the past could be as exciting as this romance of the future. Here they come. May the Force be with you in Star Wars. I feel like I tried very hard to uh, to wait to show Caden uh, the movie in the theater, but I think the problem was that we all realized, look, the, the movie that has been available to watch in the theater is not, in fact, Star Wars. Right. Okay? It's the abomination from the 90s. It's the terrible special edition. Um, frankly, I'm so old school that uh, I famously kick people out of Starship Smackdown for referring to Star Wars as A New Hope. Mm. And sometimes if I'm feeling cheeky, for calling it episode four, okay? Mm. It's Star Wars. It is just Star Wars. And if there's anything Nothing that I've tried to instill my children, it's that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I managed to, um, uh, how should I say we acquired? Let's just say that, Caden, I believe you have only seen the theatrical uh, version of the of the original trilogy. Yes, that's true. Really? <laughs> wow. So it's a, you know, look, dad has to do magic sometimes. That's impressive. So you've only seen the despecialized editions. You haven't seen the the quote unquote. This is the I, boy talk about the biggest uh, the biggest oxymoron in the world. The, uh, the the special editions. There's nothing special about the special editions. And uh, I'm amazed that you haven't seen them. Yes, Isaac. Hayden, I, I can't believe you haven't seen the special editions. You're missing out on the Gungans yelling yay at the end of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what you're missing. Those movies don't exist. You're missing nothing. Yeah, no, it's, you're, that's <laughs> great. I, because I, Isaac obviously has seen the original cuts, which I have on Laserdisc and have the despecialized editions as well. Um, but those were not the... I. I I did do think he saw the special editions first because uh, you, yeah yeah, yeah and then every, the special editions first yeah, because but remember, I, I, remember, I remember when you told me that there was oh like the theatrical cut and I was like oh can we watch that and then you brought it down and I think we watched um, Star Wars and Empire yeah uh, in one sitting and then we watched uh, I think one of the most special times we had watching Star Wars was when the Academy of Motion Pictures Arts and Sciences showed the original Star Wars. Uh, the 1983 re-release print, which is, you know, still the only difference is it had episode four, New Hope in it. But other than that, it was the original version. And um, that was an amazing day. Yeah. They long it, remembered. It was great. I, I remember um, when we were in line before, I was just watching Rogue One on my phone to prepare. Uh, yeah, you were right. We had to wait like two or two, three hours. And he's watching Rogue One to prepare to watch Star Wars. It was very funny. So and, uh, yeah, it was the night of Obi Wan Kenobi episode three premiering. Oh, uh, let's not talk about that. Oh no, no, the less said the better. Yeah, next don't episode. Even, yeah, save that for for the next episode because we're all about celebrating love here this week. Uh, so right. I don't know if we want to get into. Don't give it to hate. Um, we'll see. Stay positive, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, but I, you know, I, I've told this story on the four thirty movie. Obviously, I had this amazing experience as a kid. Where I was obsessed because of Starlog and the the I had the the novelization 
to see Star Wars. Could not wait. It was not, this is back at, you know, a limited release. Uh, um, it was not playing in Brooklyn. My parents were going to, you know, I begged them, I begged them for help to take me to, you know, see it on the biggest screen possible. And so one day we're, we're driving out to New Jersey and we pass the, the um, Paramus Park Mall. They said, oh my God, look, Star Wars is playing there. And uh, with the other side of Midnight, I would, it etched in my brain. And I said, oh, oh wow, that's cool. We'll, we'll have to keep that in mind. And we kept driving and we went to uh, Farrell's, Farrell's Ice Cream Parlor for lunch. And that was apparently where we were going. And I said, okay, this is, this is fine. And, uh, but I was depressed the whole lunch. I'm like thinking, oh, God, how much I want to see Star Wars. And then we drive back from Farrell's and they pull into the parking lot at Paramus Park Mall. And I'm like, what are we doing? They said, we're going to see Star Wars. Why do you think we drove all the way out to Jersey? And I'm like, this is awesome. And uh, there's I no other reason to like go to Jersey. Was, exactly. I remember it like it was yesterday. And I could tell you where we were parked and we went to see it. And it was uh, amazing. It was amazing. And, you know, people talk about the impact of seeing that Star Destroyer uh, and the Tanta 4 going over uh, Tatooine for the first time in uh, 77. And it truly, I, I, I'll never forget it. It was just amazing. It was amazing. And then the rest of the movie is not too bad itself. Not too shabby either. So here's my question for you two guys. So when, when, uh, when Mark and I saw Star Wars, and it's the reason why, you know, the whole, hey, there's no episode four, there's no A New Hope, why it's important. As we saw it in a vacuum, there was no franchise. Franchise wasn't even really truly a thing, right? And even if you're just looking at the other Star Wars movies, there was no Empire, there was no Return of the Jedi. Spoiler alert, there was no Luke, I'm your father. Yes, I know that wasn't actually the quote. Uh, none of that happened. So you guys go into seeing Star Wars. Um, in the context of there's a there's a boatload of material if you count like also the the animated material. So, you know, what were your expectations? Did like and Kate and I honestly don't remember if I spoiled you or not. Like, did you know about Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker? How did that you know mm. form the way that you guys watched and interpreted those films? That's a great question because you weren't seeing it in a vacuum. When we saw it, we knew nothing about it. When you saw it, you'd seen Halloween. People come to the house trick-or-treating as these characters. They were a big part of pop culture. Obviously, I Am Your Father was pretty well known at this point. Um, so how, that's what this episode should be called, I Am Your Father. But um, <laughs> what was it like for you, Isaac, like seeing Star Wars for the first time? How much did you go in knowing well, I know a few things. I knew about Stormtroopers. I knew about Vader. That was mainly because I had um, a few stuffed animals of the Star Wars characters. One of them was Yoda, which is why uh, when we first saw Empire, I predicted that the that the old hobo helping out Luke was Yoda. Oh. Yeah, um, see, that's a great the point. The old hobo. That you, didn't, <laughs> that you didn't have that because that magical 10 minutes where you think, who's this annoying elf? that's standing in the way of meeting this great Jedi master, which was a great moment in Empire. But of course, you can never experience that because everyone knows Yoda now. That's right. Although I just, I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on old hobo. It's like, it's like all of a sudden- <laughs> it's like Is, baby, is baby Yoda you know? a hobo? <laughs> <laughs> it's all of but, uh, I, especially for- I knew, a middle-aged hobo? It was mainly Empire, which I knew like 
a few things. Like when I remember after we first saw Star Wars, I kept asking, we ha- it was like three weeks in between us watching uh, Star Wars and Empire. And I kept asking my dad, oh, what are, what, what's Empire about? And he would only tell me that there was a superstar destroyer and there was a city in the clouds. And I thought that was the most boring thing ever. <laughs> right. What happens in Empire? There's a super Star Destroyer, which is even more super than the regular Star Destroyer in a city in the clouds. Because uh, yeah, that, the gas mining Star Destroyer. Really and starting then, to pay off. Uh, then I had this book, it's somewhere here, which was kind of like this ABC book, but with yes. Star Wars characters. Yes. And so I would always like look at it before Star Wars things. And for F, it was the Force. And the picture for the Force was... That's Luke not what up- F is in my house. <laughs> that it was Luke standing upside down with Yoda on him. And I didn't know that was Luke. I thought that was oh. this per- person named the Force. And I had... <laughs> and I... <laughs> and I had this same thing with Mace Windu because under J, it was Jedi and the photo was Mace Windu. So I thought... And then of course and then for G for G there was General Grievous and I knew his name was General Grievous, but I was always asking Dad, oh, when are we gonna see General Grievous? And he told me episode two. He was wrong. <laughs> see, I would have oh, said okay. hopefully never. But, uh, <laughs> w is for Wookiee, it's good enough for me. <laughs> um so how about you, Aiden? bud? Yep. What do you think? What about you? What was your it's so, the impact of it all is for you. For me, I'm I'm not really gonna count when I saw it when I was like five years old, because I didn't know much when I was five years old. So I'm gonna like say from the perspective of when I really when I watched them with my dad and uh my mom, and we just watched uh those three movies in like quick succession. Mm. So I mean it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of in, impossible to avoid a lot of spoilers. Uh, especially today because of the internet. And so I did know about, obviously, the I am your father moment in uh, Empire Strikes Back. But I don't really, I don't think that really affected my overall experience. Mm. Those three movies, because it's still like, because it's still suspenseful enough and they're still just great movies. So it still leaves an impact on you. You're doing the Lord's work because I heard that after the premiere hearing, the premiere episode of Kids Stays of the Podcast, your younger brother, one of your younger brothers, immediately had to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark for the first time because he was so won over by the way you guys described this movie and that he loved it and then wanted to watch Temple of Doom. So this podcast is already serving its purpose. Well done. Now you see, I don't have a younger sibling to show uh, movies to, so I'm. But you do have a sister. <laughs> America is your younger sibling, <laughs> uh, and they're listening in droves. <laughs> we had a very successful premiere. Um, so, guys, obviously, the I think the first question that people always ask about, you know, when we talk about the original trilogies, what's your favorite? You know, there are people who think, you know, Godfather Two is better than Godfather One. Other people. I don't think there really are is anyone who thinks that Godfather 3 is the best, but there are people who love Jedi. And I know, Isaac, early on, you were a huge Jedi fan. You know, so tell me about, you know, what, what Star Wars does it for you? What, 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 what's your assessment of those original pictures? Oh, wow. We're using the, the, the advanced terminology now. Uh, okay, uh, well, I 
think Empire is my favorite out of the OT, and it's my favorite Star Wars movie in general. So I'm, We're using acronyms now. OTN. Oh, good Lord. Okay. Uh, so, um, yeah, if it's always Empire. But it, my opinion of Jedi has varied over the years. I, as of now, it's like, especially with all the context of books, comics, the Clone Wars, like Jedi, in my opinion, I, I think is really great. And it's like, I know that opinion can, you know, vary between people and I and I understand why someone might not like Jedi as much as I do but I think that it it tells the story that it needed to and as someone who saw Jedi like a week after Empire it and always kind of had it with me it didn't like mm. I didn't really have to wait three years waiting to see what happens next only to kind of see teddy bears running around be crushingly disappointed like Ashley and I who waited three years <laughs> to see Jedi. Yeah, and that's a whole different perspective, isn't it? You know, the difference between waiting three days and waiting three years for a payoff. Caden, what about you? What, what's your assessment of the original when you look at the original three pictures? Kind of what's, what's your overview? What do you love? What maybe you don't love? Uh, I think Empire Strikes Back is, defi is definitely the best of the trilogy. Uh, I will say that Star Wars is probably my favorite, though, because mm. I feel like even like every single time you watch it, it's still like it's still like there's so much like anticipation for it because like because like for the first time watching, you don't know what's going to happen. And then the second time that you watch it, now that you know the context, it's just so interesting to go back to. And I do also really like Jedi. Uh, originally, it was also probably my favorite because Luke had a cool green lightsaber in it. But um. Now it's by that worked. Insane, that it's probably the the fresh. I don't think it's bad though. Mm. Yeah, like Je Jedi's my least favorite, with uh, Star Wars definitely being my second, and then Empire. And it's like with Star Wars, like I like that. I feel like that might be like the best movie in my opinion. Like I think it might be like a better movie than Empire, but I don't think it's like as good as a like a Star Wars movie as mm. Empire because like Star Wars like. It's got it's it's like a perfect adventure movie, the perfect hero's journey, act one, act two, act three. Like it's a solid movie that I don't really think has any flaws, and we're not counting the special edition here. I mean, Ashley, isn't it the reason I think that so many people say Empire's the best is because of the audacity of it? Luke Skywalker and Han Solo rescued the princess, destroyed the Death Star, but their story didn't end there. Creators of the biggest smash hit of all time bring you the next episode in the Star Wars saga, The Empire Strikes Back. The continuing story of our band of heroes, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, C-3PO, R2-D2, and Chewbacca. And introducing Lando Calrissian. It's an epic of romance. A big, new, sprawling space adventure in the Star Wars saga, The Empire Strikes Back. Coming to your galaxy next summer. It was such an original sequel at a time where sequels were often remakes of the movie that preceded them. Empire, you know, sort of marched to its own drummer 
and expanded the universe and, uh, you know, was so mind blowing? So a couple of things. Um, I, I think, first of all, when I was, uh, when I was, when I first saw it, when I wasn't much younger than, than these guys are, uh, I did not like the empire strikes back very much because I went into it kind of wanting star Wars again. Mm. And I wanted that tone and I wanted that energy and I wanted the things that star Wars was and, uh, empire strikes back steadfastly refused to deliver that to me. And instead it delivered something else entirely, which I found scary and upsetting, uh, at the time. However, uh, and uh, by the way, well, we can get into Return of the Jedi, but uh, but over time, as I as I matured and I became more capable of handling what I was watching, my opinion changed, and I happen to think uh, Empire is probably one of the greatest films ever made. Um, and a Star Wars or no Star Wars, it's it is it is nearly a damn perfect film, uh, especially like as a as a genre film. It's like it's it's one of the few that really stands up as as something that's. Um, that's truly special and transcendent of the genre. Um, I mean, look, Star Wars will always be the most fun for me of the of the first three movies. Uh, but I think that uh, Empire Strikes Back set, set it set a bar for sequels. It set a bar for Star Wars. It set a bar for for genre. Uh, and you know, and I think in a, in a lot of ways, it set the stage for what Star Wars is today. I think also what's interesting and why maybe we don't like Jedi as much is because Empire took so many risks and was so audacious and Jedi didn't. It retrenched from that. It, you know, as people have said, it's, it's pretty much Star Wars told bigger, you know, and arguably not better. But, um, uh, you know, it wasn't surprising in the way Empire was. And that was, you know, in retrospect, the big disappointment with Jedi. Um, but yet, with, with the benefit of time, it's now 40 years since Jedi came out. There is a lot to love in Jedi, just, you know, despite whatever its flaws are. Return for the climactic clash between the forces of good and evil. Return to a galaxy far, far away. Return of the Jedi. The next chapter in the continuing Star Wars saga. The battle for freedom rages on. The heart of a hero. The courage of a rebel. The strength of a leader. The loyalty of comrades. The power of the Force. The cunning of the enemy. The destiny revealed. Is Darth Vader my father? A legend fulfilled. An epic of heroes villains, and aliens from a thousand worlds. Eat your crap! The quest continues. The circle closes. 
the saga lives on. Return of the Jedi begins May 25th at a theater in your galaxy. When I mean, you guys love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah when like, what is it about it, the guys, that, that you dig? I, I don't know. It's just like, I just like have that hopeful feeling. And it's like with what you're saying, like about like Empire taking more risks and uh, Jedi playing it safe, which I like, which I agree with. But like after like that's with such a darker tone with Empire kind of mm. re returning to that like basic formula, like in the moment, like feels like kind of comforting. But it's not just that, like I seeing Vader's redemption and I feel like like Empire gave us it built that relationship between Luke and Vader, but that was toward the end of the film. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, with Return of the Jedi, it really created something special with Vader and Luke's relationship that Empire didn't have because it told it at the end of the movie. So, Jedi and you love time. big musical numbers with Muppets, no? So, <laughs> another reason why the special edition is not as good. Yeah, Caden. Caden, one of the things I think maybe you guys love, you know, it's the family back together again. In Empire, the main cast is separated from most of the way, right? But in Jedi, you know, one of the joys is to see them all working together, like the rescue of Han Solo. It's Luke, it's C-3PO, it's R2-D2, it's Princess Leia, it's uh, Billy D. Williams, it's, you know, Lando. I mean, they're all, like, working together, right? They're all, the, it's not like one person is one place and another person's another place. So, I mean, that that's fun because they're like together for most of the movie until Luke goes off to Death Star 2 not to be confused with Death Star 1 or Star Killer Base that's right we will get there we'll get there so, so i mean is that something that appealed to you about jedi one of the reasons you like jedi just like seeing all these this this cast you know this wonderful cast of characters together again uh, yeah, that's part of it. Um, and going back to what you said about taking risks with that film, I honestly think that in the, I mean, taking risks, it can be good. It can be bad. I think, I think in this case though, I think not taking a risk is not a terrible idea for that movie. I think it can work because it, it doesn't, it doesn't need to, there doesn't need to be a big twist saying, oh, uh, Emperor Palpatine is uh, Luke's second cousin, or something. Um, it's it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't need that. Uh, it doesn't need something like big that you would never expect. It just it needs to conclude it properly, which it does, in my opinion. And well, let me go ahead, and, Isaac. And going off with like Caden said about like the big twist, it's like it it does have a twist with Luke and Leia being siblings but it does it in a way that makes sense like they don't introduce this random character out of nowhere or say oh boba fett is the other person that they were talking about like it, it continues that relationship between luke and leia and it builds upon it builds upon what happened previously without as much adding something new well See, vaguely making star wars awkward that's yeah 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 i was gonna say i don't dig that twist at all but what i did love is the twist that um, the emperor is already 10 steps ahead of everyone. And when he says, yeah, this was all engineered. We knew you were coming, but basically you're exactly where I want you to be. And we are prepared to take out the entire rebel fleet. We lured you into a trap, right? Like that to me is like cool because you want the emperor to be totally badass because if somebody's Darth Vader's boss, they need to be cooler than Darth Vader, right? You know what though? I mean, as, as much as I kind of, 
dislike that movie for Richard Marquand's uh, incredibly flat, lifeless, listless direction. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, and this, the the uh, the. But how do you I really guess, feel, Ashley? I know, right? The the beige color palette. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just I, I agree. like how unenthusiastic everybody seems other than for like the cocaine waiting for them and the craft services line. Um, I will tell you what I do love about that movie. And it does get back to the, to the twist of, uh, of Leia being Luke's sister. It leads to like the, there always, a, there's always a moment, right? And this is the moment in Return of the Jedi that, that justified it for me um, as a, as a film and as an entry in the Star Wars canon. The most Star Wars thing that happens is when, you know, Luke is, you know, he's, he is, he's defeated, man. He's gone. There's no way. He is gassed out, like, as we say in the business. He's got nothing left inside of him for the fight. And then the Emperor is like, well, screw it, man. He's got a sister. There's another. It's fine. Yeah. It's cool. We'll yeah. use her. And Luke flips out and he yeah. goes to town. On Darth Vader. That's a and great scene. Of, that's a terrific scene. All of that yeah. emotion, everything in that movie that had that was lifeless, suddenly comes to life in that moment because Luke Skywalker, for the first time in that film, has a dog in the hunt. If you uh, could not be turned. Perhaps she will. Yeah, and it's just powerful. It's incredibly powerful. Yeah. Okay. And um, and it wouldn't be that way without John Williams' amazing score. And it's like hundred percent. While while I do love so many of the themes in Star Wars and in Empire, I feel like Jedi like has like the most like the most. They don't really necessarily have my favorite, but like the like the ones that I like, they're more ones that I necessarily like in Jedi than as much in like some of the other ones. Like I love Into the Trap. I love Me Luke too. and Leia, Vader's death, his sacrifice, just all that. And I think Williams did such a good job with Jedi. Uh, and, and of course, Star Wars and Empire. Yeah, that's a great, that's a really, really great point. Um, no, it, it's, 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 it's really interesting. Um, and I'm, I'm, it's such a great perspective that you guys have. So I got to ask you, because obviously this franchise meant a lot to Ashley and I growing up. Uh, it helped um, ferment our love of movies. I think it led to us both wanting to pursue a career in film, among other films. Um, and it continues, obviously, to have a tremendous impact on us today. Why do you think these films from 1977, 1980, 1983 continue to have the impact on you guys? Are they modern fairy tales? What is it about these films, Caden, that you guys are as excited and engaged with them as we are? Well, it's, I I do kind of agree with the uh, the modern fairy tale, tale of it all because it's just known as such a great movie. I feel like, and because, and it holds up really well. I think some of the, even though, yes, some of the effects are outdated, it still looks really good. In the and I think some of the choreography with the lightsaber fights are also still great and hold up today as well. Mm -hmm. And I and I think it's just such a legendary film, and that's why it keeps getting talked about because it's just like it's a film that like even if you haven't seen it, if someone were to say the name Star Wars, you would know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, good it, point. It stands the test of time, and it's something. It's just like become a cultural sensation that everybody knows. Not everyone likes. But everybody knows what Star Wars is. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, uh, it really pays a part in it. Now, here's my question. 
So we all agree on the original trilogy. It's something Here that unites us and doesn't divide us, right? Whereas what came next, and I'm going to skip over the holiday special because we know what that is and it's terrible. Next time. Yeah. It happened. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it when we do the TV <laughs> shows, right? So next, many years later, is something... Now, and this is where we really get the, the split between Generation X and Gen Z is the prequels. Because obviously we have a certain perspective on the prequels that I don't think you and many of your generation share. To them, that is Star Wars, which is unfathomable to me. But, you know, it is. So tell us about the, where you fit the, your feelings about the prequels, how you discovered them, and the validity of maybe why you would say they're good and why you think we're out of touch, et cetera. Who's saying we think that? Caden, um, <laughs> please go first, because uh, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I think I, if I'm remembering this correctly, I think I watched the prequels on my own. Uh, yes, because I couldn't bear to watch you, them with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, they're they're not they're not good movies, but I don't hate them. That's like I don't think they are good, but I think I think they're funny because they're bad. Like there's so like in there is some there are some things that like like I can I can laugh at. Like like I think the concept of Darth Vader just like being very angry at the concept of sand is just kind of hilarious. Of course, it's rough. It's irritating. <laughs> it gets in your underpants, especially when you're a cyborg. Now, Caden, though, you watch, and this is, I don't want us to get into a conversation about uh, Clone Wars. It's a separate thing, but I believe that we were- I mean, we can get into Clone a conversation about time, Clone Wars. Like, that, that's like, we, that's, that's a lot better. Like, come on. Oh, God, yeah. But what I mean is you were watching at the time that we were watching Clone Wars, right? Uh, yeah, no. I, no, I think I watched the, the prequels before I watched Clone Wars. Okay. Well, I'm sure, Isaac, you would make a strong case, because you said this to me before, that because I don't share... And look, I think Clone Wars is fantastic, but I, I'm not obsessed with it the way you are, that that colors my view of the prequels. I, You know, because Clone Wars was a, an entree, and, you, you know, it, I think you make the case that it makes the prequels much better than they are because of the mythology established in the Clone Wars. Exactly. Like... I like I saw the prequels when I was very young and then I saw Clone Wars pretty shortly after that. So as much like when I remember Star Wars and I remember the prequels, Clone Wars has basically always been there for me, so it's always colored my views of the prequels. The prequels standalone, I do not like them. But when they're with the Clone Wars, I'm able to enjoy them much more. It's like in Ahsoka where it's like I was excited to see Hayden Christensen back as Anakin, not necessarily because of my nostalgia for the prequels, which I don't have, but my nostalgia for the Clone Wars. I think well, that's tell a me, fair point. I, I, absolutely. And we didn't have the benefit of the Clone Wars till many years later. You had which, Star Wars droids and Star Wars Ewoks. That's true. Exactly. Which didn't help. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it didn't help our perception that Star Wars was dead. Yeah, we're not talking about the Ewoks movies, are we? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about the cartoon here. Yeah, we I didn't know, even talk about... Uh, <laughs> Believe me, I was uh, there. <laughs> Caravan of Courage and oh, Battle God. for Endor. Yeah. So tell me, because you definitely have gone through a transformation. Um, because growing up, I know you were a huge fan of Phantom Menace and 
Attack of the Clones and particularly Revenge of the Sith. Particularly um, Revenge of the Sith, not Attack of the Clones. You know, are these good films? And uh, no. why? Why not? I don't think it's it's not it's it's mainly the story and the directing because like while I don't necessarily think the acting is good with the exception of a few um actors Ewan McGregor, Ian McDermott, Samuel L. Jackson, etc. But um it's mainly I just think that the it was like it had poor direction and that mean and the acting was poor as a result, not because the actors were bad, but because they didn't have the direction that they needed. Uh like so and it's and the special effects as well. Not as much in the Phantom Menace because uh, something I do like to give the Phantom Menace credit for. They do use a lot of practical effects. I mean, like they they shot on the location on Naboo. But it's like with <laughs> Mus- with Mustafar Utapau, it just it feels fake. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so interesting to me because yesterday Isaac and I went to go see Blade Runner, which he had never seen. Mm. And he loved it. I mean, I think he actually likes it more than me. Um, and he okay. said, my God, why couldn't of Coruscant looked like uh, Los Angeles in Blade Runner, which in feels a, so real in as the opposed... Very, in the very futuristic year of 2019. Yes, in the very futuristic year of 2019. Um, but it was such a great... We had such a great time because Isaac just loved Blade Runner. Now, uh, believe me, I'd love to get into Blade Runner, but I do want to talk about it and its relation to Coruscant. Like, with Blade Runner, like, it looks so good. And I think a part of it is mainly because it's in nighttime, so, like, that didn't really... So, with, like, Phantom Menace, when it's completely in daytime, like, it would affect it. But, like, I I just, like, Coruscant could have looked, like, so much better, and I feel like Blade Runner is, like, proof of that. Like, if it was a mix between... um, A mix between... uh, practical and CGI, then it would have been really good. And Andor proves that of because it, I mean, Coruscant's basically at, at, like has, is the second planet that we spend the most time on. Maybe, I'm not sure, but I, like it, we're there a lot and it looks amazing. And that's because they shot on location, but they still ha- used a mix of visual effects, you know, to bring that planet to life. Now, Kate, a lot of people say, okay, I, we get why you, you hate Phantom Menace. Not a lot happens. It's 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 lethargic. It, it you know it's not well directed. You know, an Attack of the Clones. You know, uh, maybe uh, maybe we understand you don't like it because the Clone Wars don't happen until the end of that movie, which seems to be the most interesting thing that could have happened, and yet it doesn't happen until the end of the movie. All this other stuff going on, you know, with the gladiatorial games out of a Harryhausen movie, but how, but that Revenge of the Sith. That's a great movie. Now. I don't think it is, but how do you feel about Revenge of the Sith, which a lot of people say that's the, that's where the, it should have began, or that's the special one. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. Is it possible to learn this power? Not from a Jedi. Learn to know the dark side of the Force, and you will achieve a power greater than any Jedi. You're under arrest, Chancellor. Are you threatening me, Master Jedi? 
chosen one! That is, I've honestly never heard people say that that is the best. And I definitely do not think that that is the best. I think it's probably, actually, you know what? I was going to say it's probably the worst, but like Attack of the Clones exists. So it's probably the second worst, in my opinion. Mainly because Attack of the Clones is the ones where literally nothing happens. Uh, And then, except, what? You're giving me a weird look. Why are you giving me a weird no, look? I'm just laughing. Go ahead. <laughs> You're Wait, fine. Which one of us? Yeah. <laughs> which one of you? Isaac, do you have anything to say to that? See, you got to learn to ignore the looks, especially <laughs> on these podcasts. Uh, no, uh, I, and I also, was especially mean, if Darren Doctorman is is on the podcast. So, so go ahead. Like, what was I, your? What was? Oh, so, I, I was just mainly surprised about the Phantom Menace stuff, but ca- carry on. So yeah, Revenge of the Sith, in my opinion, it's like, it's it's just like it just doesn't work i feel like there's like it's like there's there's like a there's like maybe something there but there's just not unless unless of course you're watching the uh the backstroke of the west then there's definitely something there but yes (laughs) so okay i've got a technical question for you now you are you are a, a trained martial artist you are a black belt in taekwondo now you would have an expert opinion on this. Is it true that if you get the high ground that you automatically win the fight? <laughs> it's over. I have the high ground. Sorry. <laughs> it, it, it's funny because Obi-Wan's the one who says that when he had the low ground in Phantom Menace. <laughs> he meant the moral high ground. <laughs> How many times at the park did you say that when we were fighting at the park and stuff? You're like, I have the high ground. <laughs> it's over. M- many, uh, many times. But um, Caden's definitely right when he's talking about Backstroke of the West. I've been trying to get Dad to watch that, and he, it's he won't. It, it's, you need to watch it, it, it Mark. It's brilliant. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's it great. It's the, like it, it, it's like it justifies thing. the prequels' existence. Yeah. I could. I, I'll get what the hell is it. backstroke to the West? Everything ends the peaceful is willing to. The geography that I stand compares you superior. You underrated my ability. Is. It's, it's I, basically. Well, it's, it is a, um, it is a English subtitle translation of the Chinese translation of a bootleg of the prequels. It's bananas. Like just everything you need to know is, uh, is, is Anakin Skywalker saying I was made by the Presbyterian church. And (laughs) (laughs) as soon as you're there, that, that movie yeah. is, that movie There's is also right, a lot of other art. great stuff in it that we probably can't say on this podcast because this is uh, a family show. That movie is rated R. <laughs> you can only say the F word once in a movie to make it, if to, for it to be PG-13. But if you say it more than once, it's rated R. So Backstroke of the West is an R-rated movie. Wow. How are you watching <laughs> this thing, Isaac? You can't watch this without my permission. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the uh, guy who saw Scarface. I'll, I'll get you to watch it. Okay. 
I want to get. I'm surprised because a lot of the people, you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, Revenge of the Sith." Pays off. It's the trend. You know, it's like pays off everything that was set up. It's Darth Vader's fall, or, you know, or Anakin's fall. But all the important stuff happened in that movie and it crammed too much in. Mm. It, um, like, we don't need to see Anakin get recruited by the Jedi. We need to see him leave the Jedi. And mm. we don't need to, like, it's important to see how the Clone Wars start, but we don't need it to happen at the end of the second movie. Like, it's, it, the problem is there's too much in it and it's just it's too much like it's it's the same with the lightsaber battles like everyone says like even people who like don't like revenge of the sith a lot of them still say oh the best lightsaber battle is still anakin and obi-wan now i think it's luke first vader and return of the jedi but uh for me like i it's like it's too over choreographed and it's like i understand like when people say oh they know each other so well they know each other's exact moves Yes, I agree with that, but that doesn't mean swinging from a bunch of metal branches and then jumping onto like squares of uh things protecting you from lava. Like it's I hate that. It's like a video game. It doesn't even. It looks like a cartoon. And that's why it's real. And that's why it's the best level in Lego Star Wars. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it's and it's like it should be a personal emotional battle, and it's just this over-choreographed CGI lava fest. Yeah. Mm. Obi-Wan screams about he is, about how, he, how he's on a cliff and Anakin Skywalker is not. <laughs> it's the Dante's peak of Star Wars. Uh, okay, so, uh, I'm, I, you know, I, I really expected to hear a lot more love for the prequels from you two, so I'm a little surprised. Hey, hey you bet. Hey, after we saw the prequels for the first time, you and mom banned me from watching them. Now you said, oh, that's because they're too adult and too mature. But I figured it out. You guys just didn't want me to watch them. You brainwashed In our them. house, once he watched them, it was like, um, you know, in that episode of uh, The Next Generation when uh, Susie Plaxon dies and uh, Worf, like, holds Alexander. He says, look upon death and always remember. That was like what it was like in our house. I was like, look upon the prequels and always remember. See, I think it's the opposite. It's the opposite. Yeah, I, of think being I, I think I banned myself from watching those films again. See, it's, the, <laughs> it's the opposite of being punished. I said, you're not allowed to watch the prequels anymore. You're, it you're- was for my benefit. <laughs> I can admit it. It was for my benefit. I'm just saying that's what happened. Okay. And then, so. All right. Here we I, go. I, 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 you know, obviously we have to finish by talking about what came next. Uh, do yeah. we want to talk about the spinoff films before the sequels, or just get the sequels? Sure. Out? What do you say, Kate? You want to let's let's talk about the 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 the, the wild world of the standalone Star Wars movies. That oh, of course sure. Why not? Let's let's do those. Rogue yeah. One and Solo, all two of them. Um, wh- well, what? Uh, if you count what? Ewoks holiday specials, Clone Wars movie, but we'll get to that. No, no, we don't need no, to don't. get to no, that. Yeah, I, yeah we'll do that. We'll do those in the next uh, Star Wars episode. Let, look, let's let, because let's cleanse the palate because I have a feeling we all feel the same way that Rogue One is a great Star Wars movie. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know how to destroy it. If you're really doing this, I want to help. I've been recruiting through the Rebellion for a long time. We destroyed our home. I fight the Empire now. I fear nothing. All is 
as the Force wills it. Every day they grow stronger. There is a 97.6% chance of failure. He means well. This is our chance to make a real difference. Are you with me? All the way. I love Rogue One. I, I think Rogue One's great and it's gotten even better since Andor, but it's just like, it's an amazing movie and it's like, it fits what Star Wars should be while also being its own thing. Like it takes risks, but it doesn't do too much. Mm -hmm. And it's gritty and it's real and it's, 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 it's fun and, uh, it's it's uh, it's it's really really a great movie, and I just don't understand what people say. Oh, it's slow to get going. I love the the whole setup. Yeah, but and, those people are the ones who like the prequels because they're you know actiony, nonstop action. Yeah. Now, what about you guys? What, 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 are you Rogue One fans? How about you, Kane? Go first. I honestly have not watched that movie uh, recently, but I do. I I think that like. Like Rogue One as like a concept definitely works. And it's I feel like it like it stands out from a lot of the other films in terms of like its tone and also the visual style. Cause like with I mean in Rogue One, it's a lot more like of like grays and blacks and all of that as opposed to like a lot of the other films. Yeah, it's yeah, my I third favorite exactly Star Wars right. movie. What about you, Ash? Where are um, you on the Rogue One of it God, all? God, Rogue One is a movie that I wanna love. Um and especially in the context of of Andor. And uh, by the way, I think, Caden, uh, you probably saw Rogue One when you were all of maybe eight years old. Mm. So you know you were fully prepared to uh, to grasp the, uh, the the complexities of it. And I and I think like I, I like where its head is at. I like what it wanted to accomplish. Um, there are there are things about it like the seams show where uh, Tony Gilroy uh, took over that film. And essentially crafted a new film out of out of what was there. Uh, by the way, I think Kathleen Kennedy learned all the wrong lessons from that experience. Mm -hmm. um, but there's lots of things that the characters do, particularly the villains, uh, that make zero sense. Um, it, but it's but it's but it remains compelling, right? It's like, and as Caden said, because it looks so different, because it feels so different. You're talking about kind of like the grit. It's like I appreciate that. I want all of that to work. Mm -hmm. I think you know the performances in it are all. Actually, you know, really, really great. I'm bugged by the fact that the problem in the third act is they can't find a long enough extension cord. Um, you know, that's a that's not a super compelling third act problem, but but it's okay. Um, but I do like I do like quite a bit of it. Again, it's like I like to give points for ambition and for taking risks and for being different. Um, and you know, there's also a lot of great action in that movie. Um, and I love, even though it's completely, completely superfluous and unnecessary, I love, you know, Darth Vader going old boy on the rebels, uh, at the end of that movie. I think that looks just freaking cool. 
man. And it's like, if you're going to show somebody going nutso with a lightsaber, I don't need them leaping around from spot mm-hmm. to spot doing acrobatics. Mm-hmm. I want no. nutso to mean that Darth Vader is slaughtering people and slamming them into walls and just doing things with the force that if you were a Sith, you would absolutely do with the force, especially <laughs> if you were like the manager of a preschool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My God. Just by walking down the hall. Just like me. <laughs> Ashley, I'm not sure if I want to hear that if you were a manager of a preschool, you'd cut everyone in half. Oh, did I say that? <laughs> oh, no, that came out. <laughs> well, you got to remember, he has two young twins. Oh, uh, so, you know, yes. there's a reason Cade's on the show and not the other kids. So, <laughs> um, so okay. Then there was a, another very uh, divisive film that came out, which to date is the last of the um, standalone stories. movies which largely gave way to the TV series when this underperformed at the box office. And of course, that's Solo, the Star Wars prequel. If you come with us, you're in this life for good. You might want to buckle up, baby. Here they come! Let me give you some advice. Assume everyone will betray you, and you will never be disappointed. I got a really good feeling about this. Since when do you know how to fly? 190 years old? You look great. Push it. What did you guys think of Solo, Isaac? I think it is unnecessary. I think the script's all over the place. I, I think that it's like I like don't like it, but it's fun. Like I like be able to sit down and watch it much more than watching something like Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones. Like mm. it's a fun movie, and but it's just unnecessary, and it like. It tries to like give every single type of thing that Han needs to get him in place for uh, Star Wars. But the the funny thing is, is that the most interesting part about Han um, is his mysteriousness. But when it comes to his backstory, like setting up like the Jabba and Han rivalry, we never even get to see that, which shocked me when Jabba. Mm. Like I, I thought Jabba would show up, and right. Like I always thought going in, like and he would have been cheap. He would have been a cheap actor to get back Jabba. Like, I always thought, like, before um, Solo, that the Kessel Run and Han's rivalry Jabba was in the same event. I mean, that's, mm. I don't think that's really true in Legends or in canon anymore. But that's was, but that always surprised, that surprised me when I first mm. saw Solo. Interesting. And Caden, what about you? Where are you on the Solo scale? Well, I'm going to congratulate Isaac for remembering what actually happens in that film because <laughs> I, I genuinely cannot remember anything that any part of that film besides like Darth Han Solo Maul. looking slightly younger. Well, well uh, the Darth Maul appeared for a cool cameo. That's, That's true. true. We'll, go, we'll go with that. 
That's true. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like, I thought it was like it's you know fine. what I think Isaac nailed it. It's um, it was completely unnecessary, but it was it was fun. I'm going to go out on a limb and say um, <laughs> I'm going to go on a gigantic limb uh, and say it's the strange new world <laughs> of, uh, of Star Wars. <laughs> uh, it is. He, he, Ashley's talking about the Star Trek prequel, Strange That's New right. Worlds. It's, like, it's, it's not really necessary, but the, the, there's a lot to really enjoy in the cast and their chemistry. Um, and it's mostly well cast um, and there's fun stuff. But does it hold together? Ultimately, do you remember it? Does Come it on, baby, hold on? together. Not, not, not really, but I... I did like that Darth Maul appearance at the end. That was cool. They even got Ray Park to like, man, is that the first time anybody actually heard Ray Park on a film? And then never paid off no, on it. In works. all the TV shows, they have not brought uh, Darth Maul back. Yeah. Well, in live action, but yeah. Yeah, no, obviously he's a big part of Rebels and Clone Wars, but I'm just saying since then they haven't done anything in the live action Star Wars. You, you, you know, they made a big deal of saying he's now the, the crime boss. The crime boss. So... Yeah, we still don't have that story of getting him from Solo to Rebels. So I'm just waiting for that book or animated series to happen. Hmm. I mean, cool. Okay. Well, guys, it had to happen. Here we we go. got through the originals. We got through the prequels. We got through the standalones. That brings us to one last trilogy, the sequels. I was raised to do one thing. Nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. There are stories about what happened. What what was what 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 what's your feeling about the uh, Star Wars sequels? I mean, kind of the same thing that you've been saying about uh, Solo Story, which is they're kind of unnecessary in my opinion. Like, I really don't think they need to exist. Like, I I think. Force Awakens and Last Jedi. I don't think I don't think those are are bad movies. I think they're pretty solid. Uh, it's just that like, and uh, it's just that like, I don't think any I don't think any of them like really need to exist. I I what about you, Isaac? Where where are you globally on the sequels? 
I do not like them. Now, I like I think I dislike them a, a lot more than Caden, but also with um with him talking about um what was it? It was sorry, uh use your words. I'm using them. Uh <laughs> when he was saying that they were unnecessary. Like mm-hmm. I like, yes, but I like to di- I think I do kind of disagree with that because while Return of the Jedi ended like on a like perfect story. I think that there was still more story to tell. And it's like, yes, they were. Yeah, but I I just don't think it needed to be in a movie. Movies. I feel like I feel like there's definitely like a TV show there, in my opinion, but I don't think that there's three movies bringing Emperor Palpatine back just for him for one movie and just But it's like, I, I agree, like, they didn't necessarily need to be movies, and that was something that Legends handled so well with the Thrawn trilogy, the new Jedi Order, Legacy of the Force. But um, with the sequels, I also think, like, I, like, think that Force Awakens is a, like, I'll go back to kind of what I was saying earlier about Empire. Like, Force Awakens is a good movie, and of course it is. It's just a copy of Star Wars, so of course it's a good movie. But, uh it's not necessarily a good Star Wars movie because it was so safe and we've basically already seen it before. And it's kind of with the opposite with The Last Jedi is that, like, it's a good movie. If Star if episodes one through six, none, no books, no comics, if Star Wars never existed before, and if Force Awakens and Last Jedi were the first two Star Wars movies to ever exist, people would really like Last Jedi. And because people wouldn't know who Luke Skywalker was. And it would be like building up this, oh, who's this great warrior who fought like all in all these battles and disappeared. And then finding out that like, like the things he did, like your opinions would change. But since we know what Luke did and who Luke is, it changes so much about the sequels in our opinions. And it's, it's like, when people say, oh, The Incredibles is the best Fantastic Four movie. And it's like, yeah, The Incredibles is a great parody of Fantastic of the Fantastic Four. But if The Incredibles was actually a Fantastic Four movie and it was just about Reed, Sue, Franklin, and Valeria, and then uh, Johnny and Ben didn't even exist and they were just off in the background, kind of like what Frozone was, people would be mad and they wouldn't necessarily like it. So I think that Last Jedi is mainly people mainly don't like it because nostalgia reasons that being said there are problems like with canto bite but i think it's beautifully directed i just think that because of our past experiences it's colored a lot of what we think about the sequels so interesting to hear you say that because um i feel you know we talked about earlier the idea in Return of the Jedi, what was nice was to see everybody back together, working together again, right? And the sequels went out of their way to keep everyone separate. It's so simple. You want to see Han and Princess Leia and and Luke all reunited. That never happened. Even R2-D2, who is a cheap actor, is is basically um, uh, relegated to, you know, being, you know, a MacGuffin. Uh, and and C-3PO is barely in it. And it's like, but that's what you want to see. And then they introduce all these new characters, some more successfully than others. But I think you said it. Whereas the original series, and even you could argue the prequels, even took risks. Is sequels were so risk-averse, which is why Force Awakens is Star Wars' greatest hits. You know, Return of uh, Rise of Skywalker is a joke. I mean, the, the Emperor comes back because it's just like, 
well, column A and column B and column C, and let's put it all in a tasty soup. It's not so tasty. And, you know, uh, to me, that's why Last Jedi is by far the most successful of those movies. Something inside me has always been there. But now it's awake. And I need help. strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Let the past die. Kill it. If you have to. That's the only way to become what you were meant to be. need someone to show me my place in all this. But unfortunately for all the good it does uh, with that phenomenal um, face-off at the end and that gorgeous uh, World War II battleship sequence at the beginning, all that canto bike sequence is ridiculous. And the slow motion chase through space is absurd. And it's such a shame because I think Ryan Johnson got more right than wrong. And it's a beautiful looking Star Wars movie. And, uh, and yet there's so much hate for it. Because I remember Caden ran to its defense at San Diego Comic-Con a couple of years ago on a 430 movie panel. I remember you, you had a very elegant, eloquent um, defense of uh, Last Jedi, if I'm not mistaken, Caden. You did. I think we were doing it at WonderCon, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, WonderCon, that's no, right. Was it WonderCon? Yeah, yeah it was. It, it was WonderCon. Oh, no, WonderCon, you're right. You're right. Because WonderCon was uh, the Disney movies. Yeah, we were doing favorite Disney movies, and Caden said Last Jedi. Okay. Well, there you go. But I mean, look, I it think it's not, it's probably, it's not my a, favorite a, Disney movie, just for like, for, for just to explain myself. But uh, it, But I like, I, I don't necessarily regret that pick though, because it's it's not a bad film. It's just that like in the like what Isaac said, in the context of the other films, it just like it's it, it's very easy to hate on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm going to stake out uh, kind of a a middle ground in positive theory. So uh, I don't. I kind of, Caden, agree with you that the that the sequels um, are on some level unnecessary or that they would have been better served in some different form but put an asterisk on that um i do think that the force awakens and i think isaac your take on the force awakens and the last jedi I, and actually both of you you're exactly right those are both really fun good films and if they only existed in the context of themselves that's how we would be talking about those films um and that you know in some ways they they would feel exceptional i mean I remember my strongest feeling about Force Awakens when it came out was, oh my God, at least something is happening in Star Wars again. Uh, and I am walking into a Star Wars movie that is not boring me to tears and nobody is talking about the Trade Federation. And, um, you know, it, it's it, everything is not shot like in a master and two overs. Uh, and it just had an energy to it 
and kind of a, a joy to it that I had missed uh, from the from the prequels. And understand at the time I had not yet started watching Clone Wars. Okay, um, and I do think that the Canto bite sequence, notwithstanding that the Last Jedi is a really really good film. It's uh, and in fact I I like it. In fact, I like both of those movies more than I like Return of the Jedi, which I which you guys have, have heard me kind of weigh in on. Um, but I think that, you know, the Canto bite sequence in a way is what made the slow speed chase feel wrong because that slow speed chase should have felt like a submarine movie. But the moment you can break out of the submarine, you can't be in the submarine movie anymore. And I think it outsmarted itself to kind of build in that, that action sequence. Um, but when you kind of lay Rise of Skywalker on top of it, there's a picture that emerges. A thing happened. J.J. Abrams started a thing with The Force Awakens, right? And probably in J.J.'s head, he was going to get to a place where he had everybody together, right? Like where it was all about kind of reassembling like that that group. Um, and then Ryan Johnson comes in and it doesn't quite read like he didn't see J.J.'s movie, but it kind of feels like he went off and just kind of made his own movie. And then J.J. came back. It's an instinct. together we're not alone good people will fight if we lead them people keep telling me they know me no one does Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. And Rise of Skywalker, here's what it feels like to me. And first of all, give JJ some credit for the fact that he had uh, a ridiculously uh, foreshortened prep time to do that film. Um, and a ridiculously foreshortened production time to make that film relative to the other films. This well, is not and he lost Carrie Fisher. Yes, he did, which kind of screwed a lot of things up. So there were a lot of things that were working against that movie. And I think, but I think the biggest thing that worked against it was on top of being saddled with those things, JJ made a fateful creative choice, which was rather than say, okay, fine, Ryan made his own movie, the ball is now sitting in this place. And I need to pick it up and carry it from there. JJ essentially went back, I think, and took what he would have done in a second movie and a third movie and made them a movie. Mm -hmm. He smushed them together, right? And mm -hmm. it's all there in that opening with the opening crawl and then the thing with Kylo Ren, because mm -hmm. all of that business feels like somebody just summarized a film and now they've put us into a new one. And I lay the blame for that on the feet at the feet of Kathleen Kennedy whose job it was, her only job as the head of Lucasfilm, 
was to say either A, to Ryan Johnson, this is the direction that we're heading and this isn't getting us there. Or to say to JJ, I understand your feelings, but we need to go with the place. We need to, we need to start from the place that Ryan left us. Um, or we just need to bite the bullet and say that we're going to do two more movies and find a way to ease ourselves out of it. But there are some spectacularly bad producing decisions that I think hurt those those sequels, in spite of the fact that I think that there are things to recommend them, um, at least two of them. And it's not like, it, it, not like I don't want to say that everything, in, look, a lot about Rise of Skywalker simply does not work and does not work spectacularly. Um, but there's also stuff that's super cool. Like, I'll give it a shout out for the ambition of a uh, of a fight scene that seems to take place in two completely different locations. Mm-hmm, right? Like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen that before, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that's awesome. 100%. Um, and the fact that that worked at all, like, is just a, a testament to, like, to somebody going, okay, I want to try something different uh, and, and take a risk. But again, like, that's just, that's just one guy's, one fan's opinion. But I think that Caden and, and Isaac, both of you guys, your, your takes on this are, are totally right. I'm just kind of adding a little thing on top of that. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I, I go ahead, Isaac. Yeah, I, I agree with like what you're saying. Like, it's like with like Rise of Skywalker, like it is difficult to defend, but th- there are a few like okay things in there. Like, like, now I don't like Palpatine coming back. I really don't like it. I think it undermines a lot. But with him coming back, like, it, the, the, the only really positive about it is that like it really, like, he really always has been the villain of Star Wars like with the originals and with the prequels and with him coming back in the sequels, it really cements that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I got a big question for you guys. This is, this is a, to wrap up. This is a big question. When you guys are hosting this show with your kids, mm-hmm. will Disney have released another Star Wars movie by then? Blame will they have it? finally gotten another Star Wars movie out in theaters by the time you are hosting this show with your kids? Well, we're assuming movie theaters will be around by then. But good um, lord, child. But uh, maybe like <laughs> one, one, or, one or two. I I really wish Ryan Johnson's trilogy or Taika Waititi's movie would happen because like if like without like any characters that we know, like I think both of them could really do like a good job like with just being in that universe. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I I don't think none of those aren't going to happen. And there's Lando, maybe Lando. Lando right. system. Caden, what about you? What's the future of Star Wars? Bright? Uh, blurry? What do you think? I'd say pretty blurry. I mean, I don't really see another live action film happening. I could see like a Disney Plus exclusive like animated film or like maybe even Disney Plus exclusive like live action film, but I can't really see anything else coming to theaters. Mm. Let's, well, I, let's hope you're wrong. I think, uh, I think, yeah, I, I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but like, that's just like kind of what I can tell in like the foreseeable future. I think Filoni's movie will come out. I think the Ray movie is a 50 50. I don't think Ma- James Mangold's will happen, mm. but I, I do think we'll get Filoni's uh, Mandalorian movie in theaters. But as of now, that's really the only thing I see that they've announced that will actually happen. 
Okay, well, we'll, we'll, in a couple of years, we'll be back to find out if you're right about that. But I'll tell you, you guys were right about a lot of things because I, this is some of the best discussion I've heard about the Star Wars trilogies in a long time. So kudos to all of you. Uh, that's what I love about the show, to get the unique perspective of people who are looking at things through a different lens than us. And uh, it's, it's really interesting. So this was our look back at Star Wars. Of course, we're going to be back uh, on our next episode where, where we'll tackle a whole new subject. But uh, we're deeply Probably. appreciative to everybody who embraced our first show uh, and uh, for the feedback. Of course, please, if you can, rate us five stars to bring other people to the podcast. And, Cain, uh, where can they follow us on Instagram? Uh Right, sorry, I <laughs> Isaac, where can they follow us on Instagram? Uh you can follow us at um kids stay in the pod. Now um hopefully we'll have uh, posted something by then. I no, sure hope so. That's where you can find us. So please please follow. Kids stay, please, 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 please follow kids us. Kids stays in the Naboo Starfighter. And uh and we're 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 so appreciative to everybody. And of course, uh um, we wish everybody a very happy holiday as we enter the holiday season. And we hope you'll continue to spend it with the kids and their dads as we all stay in the podcast. So on behalf of Ashley, Caden, Isaac, and me, happy holidays. And we'll see you back here for an all new episode of the kids stay in the podcast. You bet your ass you will. Look at Waka Chubby, Funa Hundu Waka Zoo, Beachy Kiki Waki Waki R2D2.